Hey there, it's Chad. In this episode, Z and I are going to talk about how Black Lives Matter, moving across New York State, our favorite religious programming, and how a bucket truck saved the day. It's all coming up next on the Puppet Parent Podcast. How's it going, everybody? My name is Chad. My name is Z. Hi. That's right. We're married. And we're parents. True story. That means we pushed out some kids. You pushed out some <laughs> I, kids. Yes. I, I was just cheering. I was like, go, Z, go. Go, Z, go. <laughs> and, and I was like, like, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> ah. but yeah, that's, that sounds about right. Yeah. 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 Is there a way for us to be able to see comments if people are commenting? Yeah, if you are commenting, you will sh- they will show up on the screen over there. But you know what won't show up is if somebody's watching, and I like to know who's oh, watching. Can you? All right. I will, I will, I will bring up my you. phone. Thanks. Yeah. Oh. That's why so, my, usually mine is out, but mine is dead right now. It's charging. It's coming back to life. But, goodness. Uh, well, oh. we're, we're delayed back in Facebook land. Anyway, Awkward. so this week we have spent uh, seven full working days uh, on the farm. Now, more, more like out in the country, out in western New York. Yeah. We moved from uh, our, our lovely home in Astoria, Queens, uh, right uh, Temporarily. on the cusp of the... Of the of the protests, it was like we had, we you know stayed inside indoors basically outside of laundry runs for eighty days straight, and then we moved out because we don't want to be uh, stuck inside in New York City, which is what everybody needs to do uh, during the hot summer months. And it's we wanted to come out to the country to let our boys run free in the wilderness, and they have been. Yeah, uh, we've been working really hard to get this uh, this this studio. Up, up and running. See, and I hear a comment already. And I'm, let's see, it's our friend. It's Uncle Tom. Oh, hi, Uncle Tom. Hi. Hi. But, I'm so um, glad that you're tuning in. We we couldn't uh, be inside our very hot New York City apartment during the summer, <laughs> running the air conditioning, uh, and recording at the same time. Mm-hmm. So all of our streaming shows, we'd have to shut off the air conditioning and sweat like crazy in the hottest room in our tiny little hot box of an apartment. Uh, so everything just made sense to move out. And then of course, as soon as we did move out, um, you know, uh, every, like the international movement like has finally really caught on yeah. and the, the media is with us this time. Unlike Occupy, uh, the media is all because about we, these protests. We are also, we feel very much aligned with this movement and have been for a few years now. When you say with us, like us, with us, the collective us. Yes. Yes. Yes, the royal, the royal we. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. So, hmm. but we're not here forever. We're here temporarily. When yeah. we say that we moved, we moved just for now. It's true. And um, so we'll be we'll be we'll be summering in our summer mm-hmm. residency, and we're so thankful to the uh, Springville Centers uh, for the Arts for bringing us out, yes. to giving us studio space. We're in this beautiful. Uh, storage area slash office that they <laughs> that they you know uh, to the credits um, Seth and Tracy and Jerry uh, moved everything out of whatever used to be here is mostly gone. Uh, there used to be a pre-K uh, next door in in the rest of the space. We're just in like the back office. And there will be again someday, someday. Who knows? Western yeah. New York is in a totally different phase. Uh, so probably sooner than uh, New York City, although who knows? New York is New York City is supposed to open up in different ways tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Phase yeah. one tomorrow. Phase one. I think so. Closer. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's definitely been uh, a whirlwind of a week. 
um, coming out here. We drove out. I drove out with our stuff on Friday. Mm-hmm. We did one car ride full with all of the puppet shows and our stages. And that's just one car full of everything. And then um, dropped everything off, looked at the space on Saturday, drove back on Saturday night. Then Sunday we packed all day. Then we left on Monday morning, June 1st, and came out here for the summer. Hopefully we'll get get to go back in the fall. And, um, I mean, we we would want to go back in the fall, but the only reason we wouldn't is if things didn't seem to be getting better. So And, and things are looking up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is which is great. We're we're hoping like cautiously optimistic. With with all like I was talking to a teacher today. Mm-hmm. Uh, a teacher out in I think New Jersey mm-hmm. or even Florida. I, I think and we're just like we're all just looking at September. Like I think the whole nation uh, of parents are looking at September and then like, okay, all right, we got the summer months to get ready. You know, like Asia Asian schools are already back in session. They have systems in place, they have plans. Yep. And I'm just, I'm just like, all right, let's get those plans. So hose me down with disinfectants, spray down my puppet stage, you know, um, do what you got to do. Let us get back into these spaces safely, um, you know, so the so that the rest, so the kids can keep learning, so our kids can can go back into their school, which they love, mm-hmm. and so that we can, so that all the performing artists that work that kind of market can go back into. Yeah. We, uh, we have a question. Yes, the question. Uh, did you have the Tetris, the car, like crazy to fit all the puppet stuff in? Yeah, basically. <laughs> we, we, and what was terrible was was every we, we do like 15 different shows. Uh, we could fit 14 of them in. Like one of them we just had to leave behind. We're just like, no, it's actually two of them we had to leave yeah. behind. It was yeah. not happening. Yeah. Um, so, so once we got it all in there, it was perfect. Kissed Z on the cheek. Just said, all right, goodbye, <laughs> okay, see you later. See you tomorrow night. <laughs> and I driven the car out of the garage that we rent very cheaply uh, onto the streets. It's like, okay, car's running great. Yeah. We're good to go. Yep. And then as soon as uh, I, well, you as left. ready to go, yeah, I, I, I was, was like, like see you, later. you know how you mess with your phone for a minute to like put in the directions, find the audio book that you want to listen to, like, <laughs> you know, bring up the people you're going to talk to on your trip, you know, text them, tell them you're about to leave. Uh, then I go to start the car and it's like, and it won't start. It's like so close to starting. And you have to understand that the windows are still working, right? The radio is still working. My phone is plugged in and charging. So I'm like, is it the battery? Could it be the battery? battery. And, and I, it was the battery. So then we had to call AAA. They had to come out and jump us and, Ah, but it was fine. Actually, you know what was amazing is I'm I grew up out here in Western New York, and when you call AAA out here, it's like at least an hour because somebody is in the middle of something and things just happen a little slower out here. And there's usually only one guy or girl who services an entire you know like region. Region, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, but in New York City, there's a lot of people who work for AAA. So the few times we've had to use AAA in the city, it is fast. It's speedy. Yes. So they came in like 20 minutes. It was great. Yeah. No, the, the only terrible thing was that uh, our car, which is a Chevy HHR 2010, uh, the battery's not in the front. Oh, the, right. It's in the back, like like yeah. a Beetle or something. In so, the trunk. So I had to unpack <laughs> everything, yeah. basically. And then tear, you have to like unscrew the, the base plate on like the bottom of our sports wagon mm-hmm. to get at the battery 
so that they could jump it and then we had to pack everything back in so uh we're on the street so i had to like put all of our puppet shows on the asphalt <laughs> which i would know. never do never and it, thank goodness it wasn't like a crazy hot day but it's just like i don't need the grime of new york city on our shows right now and i'm so. trying to not touch anything you know like yeah and and there's nowhere to sit so i just had to stand and wait but luckily it didn't take that long so it was actually yeah, not so bad I, I it's classic z best worst case scenario <laughs> i mean it's classic so it actually worked there, out just fine there were a lot of those um, this week who was like well that's terrible but uh, all right well it's fixable it's fixable though like yeah. terrible but fixable it's just gonna take a lot more work than we expected always uh, that's okay. all but you know but you get results I guess good things come. So, um, yeah. well, so we moved. We got the stuff out here. Dropped the stuff off on Saturday. Looked at the space. Everything's looking good. Um, then uh, I came back. Packed on Sunday. I know we already said this. And that, and then we left on Monday. And on the on the drive out on Monday, it became very clear that the protests were happening. Like, I mean, I I was really very much in packing mode all weekend and like getting the move on and I had listened to some NPR but I was um, trying to really just focus on the things that needed to get done I was kind of in just go mode and so I wasn't as tuned into the news plus I was talking to a lot of my friends on my drive and like where our lives were at and talking about what the summer was going to look like and a few people had mentioned the protests to me but I just was not plugged in like I normally am like if we had been home I would have been so plugged into everything that was happening but on Monday on our drive out it became so clear that things are really going down and and then we were feeling like just this feeling of oh no we're leaving I mean it's we it's good that we're leaving but also we want to be there for our city and for a movement that we have always believed in like since its inception and you know I mean I have worn I don't have it on today because I it didn't pack it we'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to why <laughs> I didn't pack my Black Lives Matter t-shirt but uh. I I nor I was going to pack it and then it ended up in the laundry is what happened and because I was wearing it mm -hmm. um and uh and then we didn't bring our laundry with us so I guess I need to get another one yeah but I um you know I've worn that shirt for years now around uh, Astoria Queens where we live and then around New York City and I whenever I wear it I always know I'm inviting some kind of interaction and that my that interaction can go either way I've had people of color uh, come up to me and say thank you for wearing that shirt and I say thank you for saying something you know or, and just or thank you for being awesome or just you know you're welcome mm -hmm. like I, sometimes you don't know what to say but uh, you know it's it's a nice thing sometimes I've gotten very nice comments and sometimes I've had people lean out of their cars and yell obscenities at me while I'm walking with my kids so right and it's like I don't know we, we, we had a discussion about because a lot of people are saying right now like uh, all right well you you can't not talk to your kids about racism right now and it feels like uh, it's pretty clear uh, if you take a step back like which side are you on? Are you on the good side or the bad side? Because it's clear 
like where like where the divide is and it's like not from like a historical perspective where you're like yeah well if you take a look at this presidency on a historical level you know you will see that you were in the wrong or something like during the the bush years it was all about like like bush and his people were like well history will be the judge of my decisions and stuff like that no it's clear Mm -hmm. clear that the evil racists in our society are wrong and reform needs to happen and reform Mm -hmm. is happening thanks to the protests protests are actually working anybody who says protests don't work you're full of crap because they are working and they are affecting change right now and um all of the police department's um terrible actions some some let's say the police departments that still are beating protesters, um, like, we're filming you. We're filming you, and we're out there with our cameras. A little brother, you know, strikes again. Um, and there's been a lot of stories on social media uh, that are about, like, this is what's happening. This is what happened to me. This is, like, somebody died. Somebody got blinded. Why is why is the NYPD beating non, non-violent uh, protesters? You know, why are they rounding them up and arresting them? Why? What? Just like these big questions. So mm-hmm. within a week, within a week, uh, the mayor of our city, who many people have criticized heavily during this entire um, situation, uh, situation uh, has said, yes, actually, yes, we're going to defund the NYPD by, I think it's like 100 or $100 million, which is amazing. And they're going to take a bigger look into uh, practices of the NYPD. I remember in his first day of office, uh, the police union uh, uh, got a ton of people, a ton of police officers, at his speech to them to turn their backs on him. Right. So there's a lot of like political stuff inside the NYPD, which is interesting. Uh, a lot of people are saying that uh, police unions are kind of like NRA for cops. It's not really a union. Well, and I want to be clear and just say for a moment, I have uh-huh. friends who are police officers, and they mm-hmm. are amazing people. And um, not we don't dislike police officers. What we dislike, because police police officers and fire department and ambulance, they are people of service, right? And when you do your job and you do it well, um, you are putting yourself at risk in, in a lot of cases. And we thank you, right, when you're doing it well. But when your um, bias takes hold in a way that makes it so that you are acting in a way that puts people... Uh, people's lives at risk because you cannot contain your emotions then then we have a problem you know and a lot of this comes from the top down that they that people aren't being trained in their unconscious bias um and you know i've been having a lot of discussions with chad's mom because i'm at chad's parents house and i stay up late and and and, you know but it's been good because it makes me have to really clearly verbalize like what is going on like what is it that people are fighting for and it's like you know she she's very much of the ilk that everyone is equal and why can't just everybody just see that and I said but that's not what's happening what's happening is that when um uh, when you're walking down the street and you see a a large tall black man walking behind you you might suddenly start to feel a little uncomfortable and and anxious in a way that you might not feel if it was a large white man walking behind you what is that about why you know that is that feeling you know think about that where did that come from 
Because yes, you can say, I am not racist. Of course you can say it. Nobody wants to be racist unless you're like one of those people who wants to be a racist. Mm -hmm. um, but there is that is what unconscious bias is, is this feeling that comes up that we don't even recognize because we just feel, oh, well, of course I feel uncomfortable because there's a man behind me, but you feel more uncomfortable because of the color of his skin. And you would never admit that, but that is what's happening. And why is that happening? Why? So... Yeah. When we think about that, then it becomes a little bit more clear uh, the, the types of things that we need to be addressing and, and, and then what the next steps are to address those things. And that is what the police department and all of these areas of service need to be working on. And also, you know, uh, we're, we're in a space that is being uh, given to us in a lot of ways by a religious organization which we want to say thank you to. They're called Love, Inc. And it's all these Christian-based organizations from the area. And I also feel like we hung up a sign when we got here that said Black Lives Matter. We hung up another sign that said George Floyd mattered, say his name. Because I was just feeling very much like we have to be a part of the protest in some way. <laughs> like I can't not do it and we're and and you know we've been doing so good about socially distancing for so long that i just don't feel like we can safely go out right now um and also we're in Sp springville it's a very tiny little town nobody is doing a protest and it's very it's a very homogenous uh town right yes it's it's a bunch of farmers you know and their families and you know it's it's a small it's small rural town life like that's how we grew up um so i i just put the signs up and and one of the guys from love inc came down to help us with the internet oh, the, the director oh the director the director of love inc came down to help us with the internet we're trying to get all the internet set up he saw the signs and he was like i like those signs you know yeah so thank and, thank goodness because we were mm -hmm. we were kind of antsy about like well we're 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 kind of like guests i don't want to put something up that somebody has a problem with even though, you know, like that's kind of the point of protesting, but it's like we don't want to get kicked out of this space right after we get here. That would right. kind of be counterproductive. So, so yeah, thank goodness, you know, like a, a white rural Baptist minister yes. was like, yeah, Black Lives Matter. And yes. that, that to me is like, okay, if that can happen in the middle of mm -hmm. like, white rural america where they're blaring nationalistic country songs at walmart mm -hmm. uh which made me want to puke um <laughs> no it was it was deeply disturbing yeah but, but anyway so if that can happen then anything can happen and it's magic hour and the protests and the national conversation is about changing everything for the better and our, mm -hmm. our my, my family it's a law enforcement family you know like i've worked in corrections in mm -hmm. many different aspects and you know and a lot of our um, a lot of our cousins too. Like we have some police officers, and you know, the, I think that the when it's your job, uh, and a lot of my time at the Albany Training Academy for Corrections Officers was like a lot of teachers drilling it into uh, new recruits. Like, like don't be that guy that makes us all look bad. You know, don't be that person. Mm -hmm. But I feel like um, I feel like more thought has to be put into training and maybe retraining over the years like a lot of um of, of people have to do like when we go into when we went into the new york public library system we had to be trained in certain ways about hey don't ever be alone in a room with a child no matter what 
you know just not like, allowed just not allowed it's it, one it, of the rules yeah it's it's, it's called like uh, like one-to-one or, or something like that there always has to be an, another adult present no matter what and like these are just like common sense things that we know but i feel like oh what if you know we applied that to training for like police officers or people that just have a mm-hmm. vested interest in creating community relations because as i just read i think uh today police officers are like are people's embodiments of what the state is or what law what the law is you know like what your government is like that police officer in your community is is it mm-hmm. so i want to listen to i think uh blm released or many different many different factions of black lives matter released uh demands and said like this mm-hmm. is these are the six things that we want mm-hmm. i think it's important to listen it's important to get fired up you know um but i'm not going to tell anybody how to protest i'm not going to say well you know you know how how dare they paint the streets in dc because that's not what we want it's just a political you know all this finger wagging I... just needs to stop and let's let's just focus on listening and helping because i feel like that a lot of decades of that led up to you know another dead black body and we don't want any more we don't want any more unnecessary deaths yeah. you know yeah exactly exactly it's all, it's about togetherness it's about recognizing and having these discussions and to circle back about the houses of worship just for a moment i hope my hope is that the leaders of houses of worship are having these kinds of discussions with their congregations and that they are able to because they are uncomfortable people should feel uncomfortable talking about this because it it if if you're talking about it right it is uncomfortable because especially for us you know because it, it, you have to look inward and really think about all the times that you might have been you know done something that or not done something that either created a more difficult situation or that didn't help somebody who was then presented with a more difficult situation because you didn't use your white privilege to help them yeah and and it's a little bit i feel like it's a little bit like recycling like you know like what, what can i really do to help the planet because you know my tiny amount of recycling is not enough the people with the power uh like people in power who matter especially police officers have a lot of power uh need to be the ones who more than more than just us like all the Mm -hmm. rest of us yes but police officers law enforcement and any of the other myriad of different jobs that directly affect communities of color you know or minority groups need to be more more trained and more Mm -hmm. um more thinking about this you know Mm -hmm. so it's great that we're having a national conversation back in the (laughs) uh, like i keep thinking about back to the occupy protests because there's so many different uh things happening now that remind me of like the last time there were huge protests in our city uh it didn't go well for the protesters back then the national media dismissed occupy they called them a bunch of like uppity privileged hippie uh college students and to be fair some of them were you know but it doesn't matter who you are you know if you have something that that matters that you want to protest about i feel like thankfully the mass media is not just dismissing this that everybody's on board everybody is showcasing the police brutality because it makes for good mass media um and that strengthens the message of the protest like hey look this guy just got tasered in the back today you know um and every time so so i feel like mass media is finally helping 
mm-hmm. that's helping the national dialogue. Um, and so, like, eventually, I mean, we, we've tried, a, we've attempted a couple times, but eventually, like, we're going to have the conversation with our kids. Not, not the same, the conversation that uh, black parents have with their kids. But it's an ongoing conversation. Yeah. It's not just one conversation. It is an ongoing conversation about yeah. how you have to be looking out for your friends. About, yes, everyone is equal, but everyone is not necessarily treated equal. And you need to be on the lookout for that. And you need to be the one to make sure that um, if you're getting spe- some kind of special treatment and somebody else isn't, you le- you you flatten that. You know, you make it a, a fair play field. I can't even think right now. <laughs> I'm so tired. tired. But I it's... You know what I'm saying, though. Yeah. That that L- we listeners, you know what she's saying. <laughs> but but it's not just one conversation; it's a lot of conversations. And yeah. um, oh, we have some comments. I love that you're bringing up past protests because I feel like a lot of people and media seem to be acting like this is the first time people are protesting, and yet this is ongoing. So, of course, but it's the first time <laughs> that a whole lot of people, a whole lot of people, really noticed and agreed that it was wrong. Right. Finally, like, like, finally. Like, like we we don't have, um, st- like giant statues of corporate fat cats for people to tear down. Like, like Occupy. W- like Occupy was about community. Is about hey, saying like our 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 economic systems are unfair and capitalism is terrible and we need a new system. We need a revolution. And ev- suddenly everybody got on board, but then all the people in power totally ignored and dismissed and sent sent in thugs to beat them up basically mm-hmm. which happened in every city oakland i mean there were deaths deaths where police officers killed people uh you know like where they were shooting tear gas at people like at protesters mm-hmm. just like they're doing now uh none of that still i shouldn't say it, like um it didn't have as much of an impact as they wanted and eventually all the little shanty towns of community that was brought together which included a lot of homeless uh in each city eventually was like everything was torn down by their respective police departments and um and the momentum that had been going was just just kind of like dissolved the great thing about occupy and the success of occupy was that we still use the terms of Occupy today. Mm-hmm. Like the terms that they started, mm-hmm. like the 1%, the 99%. Mic check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't know how to mic check, like oh, it was like one of the greatest mm-hmm. gifts that the Occupy protesters gave to, to humanity. Um, so, But I think they learned that from earlier protest you know, yeah, I don't want to well. say there was an But there, they but, brought yeah. it back and brought it back in a mainstream way so that suddenly a whole new generation of protesters knew how to amplify without amplification. Yeah. So With, yeah. so 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 back then, just like now, uh the NYPD uh for whatever reason decided to to corral a bunch of peaceful protesters mm-hmm. and trap them and then mass arrest them. Uh, and so it became dangerous going out to protest. It was like, well, mm-hmm. we're probably going to get beaten up and or treated poorly and spend the night in jail. You know, uh, is it worth it to us as parents? Because we were, we were, were we parents in Occupy? Actually, actually, I don't think we were at the time, but, um, but I, it was, but it was like, you know, how we can we really have parents, our voices known? But I know that like for myself, I believe it was during the fall 
wasn't mm-hmm. it? And I think I was in the middle, or if it was the end of the summer, I was in the middle of prepping for a huge film festival. There was a lot going on. And I don't know, my job is just really, I have a job for the Jim Henson Foundation. I'm the foundation manager there. I work there 32 hours a week, um, right now remotely. Uh, thank you so much, Cheryl Henson. Um, and, uh, I, you know, it was just a very demanding job. And I supported in the different ways that we could. In fact, we had your cousins come out and stay with oh, us that's right. so that they could be a part of Occupy for a few days and go out to Zuccotti Park and just like be a part of it. So, I, you know, we hosted some people. Um, I mean, I went out one night, but it was like... We supported was... the puppet. We, we continued to support the people's puppet of, puppets of Occupy Wall Street yeah. for years. Yeah. And those, and those are great people. And yeah. they learned a lot um, through that. Somebody's asking what mic check is. Oh, well, let, let's do a quick mic check. Mic check. Mic check. And so what happens is one person says mic check. All the people who heard that say mic check. And then the person who said mic check then says the thing that they want to say, like, I believe. And then all the people around them say, I believe. And then it goes and then, back and then the again. Next, next set and the next so set and the next set. So. It's a reverberation of sound within circles of people who can hear the initial sound. So, so instead of just one person shouting and not being heard in a giant open mm-hmm. air space, Everybody is repeating and like in this mass yes. repetition so everybody can hear what you're saying. It's a way uh, to transmit information, especially like really important information like uh, the police will allow for us to stay and then they would all repeat the police yeah. will allow for us to stay if we keep the sidewalks clear. If we keep the sidewalks clear, mm-hmm. right? So that kind of information can be really important because that can make... Uh, sure that your protests can maintain peaceful peacefully because uh, you know you're disseminating the information that everybody needs to hear, and it's everybody quickly understands how to participate in that. Right. Mm-hmm. So back back then, um, the it, I, it was the first time that I ever saw live stream protests. So it was kind of like you didn't have to go to see somebody's live stream, and, and there was a lot less live streaming at that time. You had to go onto like weird sites. And some people would just have like a laptop that they were holding with them, right. or there'd be like one guy who it was like a tech guy who had like a like a camera or something. It, you couldn't just live stream from your directly. I think from it your was phone. on YouTube though. I think it was happening on YouTube at that point. A lot of them got shut down, so they oh, had okay. to go on to weird. There was like a lot okay. of link sharing, like hey, go to this weird site like Daily Motion. Right, I think right. at that time. Um, we had another, uh, Riobina Pulfis says the pandemic is a huge factor. In the past, yeah. people had to get back to work. Exactly. Well, and uh, there's a lot of um, frustration in general, and I think a lot of those emotions got channeled. But okay, because you know what? This is for a good cause. Because right. if it means that we are finally acknowledging a, 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 a systemic issue that we can make better for the next generation and the generation after that, then yeah, okay, let's do it. But I don't want more people to get sick. And that's, of course, like one of my biggest fears this whole time has been us getting sick, people we love getting sick. We don't want anybody getting sick. I mean, you know, it. you just don't know what's going to happen. It, it's still so scary. Um, we found out today that New York City is opening up tomorrow and, uh, and you know, gently opening up. But still, it's... Uh, Ooh, I, I get nervous thinking about it because I feel like, you know, we would, everything was just looking so good. Let's not let's not risk it. I'm I'm more, you know, safe safety girl. 
like risk averse uh, when it comes to this because you know there's still no vaccine there's still no proven treatment like they're, they're still learning things yeah, uh, yeah about this and there's learning things about the long-term effects like some of our friends uh are have been affected for months months and mm -hmm. like pe people don't know why you know like why why are people's lungs permanently scarred uh why is it why do people have like a bigger uh, risk for like blood clots and just dying so it's like, I don't know. 2020 it's just like what's happening this week man we thought 2016 was a dumpster fire nope it's 2020 well, 2020 2016 the seeds of this dumpster fire were planted it was like flint and steel man and now and now you reap what you sow right so it's three years later into the into the trump presidency and three years of an inept federal government the most corrupt lying government in our in our modern times i don't know if anybody if nixon could even come close um, oh, and the fact that the president said, and then I want to talk about other things oh, eventually. The, anything he I says. I mean, is no, just, but you know. like the George Floyd would be happy oh, that he'd guy. be happy. Oh my oh. god! Oh my god! I wanted to throw like things at the television, and I never am like that. I but I, I was so angry. I had to leave the room. I was so like angry. Like how could he possibly say that? It's so disrespectful on so many levels. Oh yeah, my god! The guy's a moron. He is a moron. But, He's horrible. Well, I'm hoping that okay. the next president yes. will just be like, hey, guess what, guys? We're just putting the pushing the reset button on all of our important policies back to 2016. What do you call that? Like, you retcon? Can we retcon? <laughs> <laughs> no, ret, ret, retcon would be like would be like the people who voted for this president being like, uh, I actually didn't vote for him. Uh, you know, that would be a oh, retcon. Okay. Yeah, this, this can't is a, rewrite We, we want to reset. We yeah. want a reset button. One time, Hillary Clinton, when she was the, the State Department mm -hmm. uh, chair yes. or cabinet member or whatever. Oh, I remember this. Had, had, had a reset button She was button the Secretary in of Russian. State. Thank you. Secretary uh, of State. And went to Putin and we were like, look, we want to reset our relations. And we wrote reset on the button in uh, Russian. And he said, uh, it actually says uh, overcharge. Oh, no. She's like, oops. Oh, well. No. Oh, but, she, no. you know, she laughed it off. Back then, that was a scandal. Remember when scandals were like nothing? It wasn't like a national emergency where president would just, you know, destroy peaceful protesters for a weird photo op that everybody condemned. Like oh my everybody God, that was condemned. Horrible. Horrible. So Ugh. you remember when Australia was on fire? Remember that month? <laughs> it feels yeah, like nothing now. It's everything like, is just a mess. We almost went to war with Iran way earlier in the in the that year. That was this year. Yeah, that was this year. It feels like when, when was that? It's like how many crises right. can we handle? Well, let's talk about let's talk about some <laughs> things that happened this week with our puppetry company. So all that stuff is way more important. It is, and I hope that. And, but that, but, yes. but there's a segue here. There's a segue here. Segue. I want a segue. So yes. so, we drove here on Monday. Tuesday, uh, we are setting up. We like we did the schoolwork with the boys in the morning. We come into our new space. We're trying to set up. Chad's freaking out because the internet's not working. We're taking the one, deep. The one thing we needed <laughs> in order to do anything was stable internet, and it wasn't didn't work happening. Yeah. We didn't know why. Chad's Chad is taking deep breaths at this point. There was on a moment Tuesday. where my blood was. Just, you ever have the moment where like blood's like you could feel the blood pulsating in your skull? Yeah, it's like okay, and you're just like ugh. That makes sense because you seemed really like frustrated. So. I think it was the first time I verbalized <laughs> to anybody because I'm down here alone. The first time anybody asked me about it, I was you know having to say those words made it extra like spicy. Well, 
let me tell you what happened. Um, we have some really amazing employees. We have these um, uh, performing partners, uh, Jenny Han, Christina Rodriguez, and Julia Darden, and they have been holding down the fort for Wonder Spark Puppets for the last few days while we were in the midst of this huge transition from New York City to rural America. And so uh, they, which we love, and we're so happy to be here. <laughs> like New York here, City hard hands. rural America. Erica. Well, I've been, <laughs> I mean, I'm so happy to be here, but it is different. No, it, it is, is very, yeah, different. very different. Um, but we grew up here, so we knew. We knew. Well, but we have, I have not lived here. I have not lived in, listen, I've never lived in this town, and I haven't lived in Western New York since I was 18. Well, so you haven't lived until you've been to the to the to the gun store next to Walmart. No, but you know what's so funny is that this taxidermy store. Yes. So listen, we have bought things online from that taxidermy I store. I know. We when we would we made um, a wolf once, and I got like a, a fake wolf nose mm-hmm. and a little fox nose from them. So we have bought things from them. We supported the gun store. I don't think of them as a gun store. I think of them as a taxidermy store. I mean, they are also a gun buyback store. Okay. So, well, so there's that. Anyway, let me tell you what happened on Tuesday. So our performing partners who have been doing amazing things, yes. they contacted us and said, hey, uh, we really don't think uh, it would be right for us to do a DIY puppet workshop on Tuesday um because of everything that's or going when, on with the protest. This when, was Wednesday. Tuesday. No, it was Tuesday. Okay, okay. Um and then you know, we Chad and I talked about it and then uh, I'm talking to them about it on the phone and then as I'm talking to them on the phone, I'm starting to be able to get signal on my phone because out here that is also hard to come by. And I, you know, getting signal and I'm on Facebook finally again after a few days of not being on Facebook and I see, "Oh my gosh, today is Blackout Tuesday." oh, it's Blackout Tuesday. And then I got an email from my boss about Blackout Tuesday. And then I checked my inbox finally because I hadn't been able to do that. And I see all these emails from different organizations acknowledging Blackout Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, you guys want to do Blackout Tuesday? Well, yes, of course WonderSpark wants to do Blackout Tuesday. I mean, we were already talking about ways that we would acknowledge Black Lives Matter anyways. But yes, we'll do Blackout Tuesday. And yes, let's think about how we can further support this movement. So instead of doing our... Uh, workshop that day at 4 p.m. on Tuesday. Instead, we um, broadcast live uh, an image that said that uh, we were honoring Blackout Tuesday and that we as a company were going to reflect and assess ways that we could further support uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. And we posted links to organizations that you could donate to to support uh, the movement as well. And I want to tell you dun, 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 what uh, WonderSpark is doing uh, that we came up with um, in that time that we were brainstorming of how we wanted to be a part of this. And what we're going to be doing is um, we're partnering with some uh, fellow puppet builders. Um, I don't want to say who it is yet, but we're, we're doing... It's it um, very, very, very exciting. It's very exciting. Yes. Um, some puppeteers of color and then some puppeteers who are have been a, a long time part of the protest movement and we will be broadcasting I think in the evenings um, some workshops teaching people how to make protest puppets from uh, materials that they have at home and talking about their experiences being as a part of protests and um, maybe their experiences being puppeteers of color so we're giving platforms to some of our fellow puppeteers 
and uh, that will be hopefully starting next week sometime. We're very excited about that and we're still in the midst of scheduling and organizing but if you know anybody that you think should be a part of this. We're, we're particularly looking for um, puppeteers of color who would like to be a part of it, but then also if you are somebody or you know somebody who has been a large part of the puppet protest movement and they have knowledge to share, that's what we wanna do is disseminate knowledge to people to teach them how they, can, they too can make imagery, signs, banners, and large puppets to bring to these protests to then further the cause to further spread the message and the wording of Black Lives Matter. So that is Yay. the thing that Wonderspark Puppets will be doing starting next week. We're very excited about it. Mm -hmm. And um, I really, it, we, we talked a lot about what it, what our response could be. And I'm really pleased with, with this. And I'm, I, I think it's going to be really great. I'm, I can't wait. I'm going to learn a lot too. Yeah, so. me too. I mean, like, I feel like there hasn't been enough protest puppets out there. You yeah. know, like that's something that 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 the Occupy the the pu puppets of Occupy Wall Street people's puppets yeah people's puppets uh, always had they had Lady Liberty and whenever you see the stat giant Statue of Liberty in your crowd of protesters I mean it's puppetry is a visual medium you know it says it all you know you don't have to have a clever sign you got Lady Liberty marching with you and it's awesome mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah I really feel like. Let's keep the momentum going. You know, like um, a lot of defunding for uh, police happened the last, like today. Uh, good. Now, like, let's keep the pressure mm -hmm. on. You know, let's let's keep going. Let's keep showing mm -hmm. up. Um, so thank you to everybody who's been protesting. You guys are our heroes. Uh, and if this, if this in any small way can help or even help with future protests, um, then we're, we're happy to provide a platform and I'm very interested in these workshops just, just to like learning that all that stuff. Yeah. Like what, what works. Yeah. And just, and also hearing from people, you know, people's stories, because I know when I'm doing, uh, our workshops, sometimes I just tell some stories, you know, while mm -hmm. I'm cutting things out and, you know, putting things together. And so I, I want this to be a platform for people as well to be able to talk about some things. Now, um, while these uh, workshops will be geared more towards adults, um, they will be okay for family audiences to watch. Um, and we're gonna uh, review that with everybody before they go live. They will be broadcast live because that's what we do is live broadcasts. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, they're gonna be family friendly, but geared more towards an adult audience, which is why they're gonna be in the evenings if we can do the evenings. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see what works so for everybody. As soon as we know more, we'll let you guys know. Uh, it's in the works, but it's definitely something that that <laughs> even though we're in this tiny little white town uh, where I grew up. Uh, we can still contribute in some way. That's yeah. the goal. And uh, yes. we have a recommendation for clay and paper uh, out of Canada, David of Anderson Toronto. of clay and paper. So we will totally check that out. I don't know about clay and paper. Um, and I do know of some of the uh, Toronto uh, puppet people, like puppet mongers and um, Jamie Shannon is also out of Toronto. But I don't know about clay and paper, so we'll check them out. Cool. Cool. All right, so we got to Tuesday. So we then to, we got to Tuesday. Well, Wednesday. It was, <laughs> I mean, every day it's it, it's it feels like a lifetime ago that we were in Queens because it was like I was putting in like these really long hours of every single day. Uh, even even when I couldn't get the internet to work, I still was like, well, I just set up the stage because there's nothing I can do right now. Uh, mm -hmm. Thankfully, what, what, what was crazy was 
was uh, our our landlords upstairs, uh, Love Inc., agreed to upgrade their internet because we we could get this. It was uh, Spectrum was offering this free Wi-Fi if you're within like a certain distance of a cell tower, which was cool. So we could kind of operate on that, uh, but uh, it was we unreliable. Like, it, it was interesting, like we're, because we're in a literal fallout shelter. If you go five <laughs> feet to the left, your cell phone signal dies. Five feet to the right, it's a little better. So it, it, uh, it yeah, it wasn't a long-term solution, and the upload speed wasn't where we wanted. Because mm-hmm. I, I teach all these streaming workshops, and the first thing I tell everybody to do is go to speedtest.net, test your upload speed. You need at least 8.9 megabytes per second upload speed to have like a decent uh, HD stream and we mm-hmm. were on like three yeah and then i tried another network the one that we had ethernet plugged into from upstairs and it was one which is just like unbelievably bad so upstairs agreed to upgrade their internet. i was like great but um i like back home you would have to schedule things out with your internet provider like weeks in advance instead spectrum was like yeah we'll just come tomorrow yeah and we're like wow <laughs> that's that that's actually perfect it's the opposite of AAA. <laughs> Remember how we were talking about AAA and it takes like, you know, an hour or two for them to come out to like, you know, like to oh, service no, I'm, you I'm, out I'm here. Saying, I'm saying like back back home, if you call I know. Time Warner Cable. It takes a long time like, back it's, home. Uh, it's going to be like a, in a couple of weeks. Great. But and and in the city, if you call AAA, it's like immediate. Yeah. So, so. it's not the opposite of AAA. It's like it's just like AAA in the city. But flip-flop right yeah. okay just like triple so a in the city they anyway, came out, yes yes yes, yes. like thank goodness i could talk to a professional who really he was super helpful and knowledgeable and bitter but that's it that's like oh. all tech people you know <laughs> it's just like i don't know he's on the phone with the supervisor like i don't know it's gonna be a double yeah they got this old modem here mm, i don't know you know kind of like talking up like give me more money kind of a deal uh, and then he's like, I don't know, it's gonna be a bucket truck situation. It's gonna be more truck money. Situation. Yeah. So, so what they had to do to upgrade the internet was he was like, look, this this um, he upgraded the new modem, but he's like, these things are are chintzy and they're terrible, and it's not gonna work unless you go up to the telephone pole out back, which is in between two trees, hovering over a creek. <laughs> so he's like, I ain't climbing that thing. You know, a typical like. Like smoking, you're like, I ain't climbing that. Was you he know? wearing a mask? Did he wear a mask no. at all? No. Well, actually, yes, he did. He did. Yes. Okay. And a lot of people out here wear masks. Yes. The one that the ones that don't really stick out. Uh, mm-hmm. And I should say that um, we don't have to wear a mask uh, to get from our car across the sidewalk three feet to get to the door into this place where where we're all alone. Yeah. But we will anyway because we want people, people, people to see you. See you. Yeah. Wearing the mask. And not everybody wears a mask out here. But back in Astoria, a lot of people weren't wear masks either. A lot yes. of smokers and joggers and dog walkers and coffee drinkers. Yes. Especially were just like, you know. But those are the same kind of people that would flick their cigarette um, on the sidewalk. Or, you know, like people who don't really care about themselves. Really how you expect to care about others. Anyway. So, so anyway, we got the bucket truck. The bucket, <laughs> the bucket truck. truck came. It came. The guy went up there. And this is how shady internet companies are in America. In the USA, um, we get terrible internet service and we pay out the nose. So they had a data cap, uh-huh. which they called a filter, on the internet line coming into this building. So basically he had to go up there, remove something, he called it like a filter or something, like boop, off the coax, because he unplugged the coax, removed something, and then suddenly... Suddenly, do you know what our internet speed became? 
amazing. So before we were getting, uh, we were getting eight megabytes per second download, one megabyte per second upload. Miraculously, <laughs> miraculously, like magic, it just always did one little thing. Suddenly, we were getting 600 megabytes per second download speed. Oh, 600? 600. Oh, my God. 600. Could have had it the whole time. Nope, you just that you got to pay at least 100 bucks a month out here. Uh, 30 megabytes per second upload speed, which is great, which is like almost double what we had <clears> back <throat> home, which is like, it's such a life saver. And even though we were like... Aww. Down here inside the bunker, we could still get like half of that, which is what we needed. Well, Jenny Rogers says, we tune in every Friday with my special needs grandson, and he is riveted to your puppetry and storytelling. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Jenny, we got the internet to work for you and your grandson. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're so, I'm so touched. Honestly, we do a lot of work for special needs communities. I teach um, teachers and therapists um, how to use puppets um, with special needs kids and, and with neurotypical kids as well. So, um, you know, we're so happy that uh, the special needs community has found us and has been watching our shows. And please spread the word because, um, you know, we love to be able to reach kids like that. Um, there is something really special with puppets and that kind of connection. So we're so happy that you're watching together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, if you just uh, if you're riveted by every word I just said, uh, <laughs> so that was Wednesday morning. Don't don't scale your telephone poles looking for some <laughs> kind of device. I don't know this guy. You could easily unscrew Go and girl. pull it up, or Google it first. Let's say Google it first. Oh, she just showed him what I was watching, and he said it's Chad. Yay! Hi. Hi. What is her? What is what is their? What is oh, their no name? name. Oh, no name. And, so, but Jenny hi. says just press the word. Hi, 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 Jenny's grandson. Hi. Good to see you. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Um, so it was crazy. We mm -hmm. finally got the, once the internet finally worked, it was Thursday. No, it was Wednesday. Thur it was Thursday because, uh, Thursday we, Wednesday we went live with, with the Spectrum Wi-Fi, which was like the free one. Thursday morning, oh, we finally right. got right, the guy to right. come out with the bucket truck. God, and when that melted, Thursday. I was like this clamped up stress ball and it could finally relax <sighs> and it melted and uh, all the stress came out, and then I kept checking. Yeah. Like, is it still? Like, I, I clicked on speed test. I don't know how many times. Because we had. And a, then later in the day, check again. Is it still good? You know. We had a workshop right at 4 p.m. on Thursday that yes, we had to stream. But, but Friday is like our big. And Friday's our show big day. Stream, so we had to get it mm -hmm. done. Because by, we wanted Friday. to make sure that we could go live for Benjamin. Hi, Benjamin. Hey, Benjamin. Hi. We're so glad that we were able to get it all figured out by Friday. <laughs> it was a tense situation, but we got it. Oh, so, crazy. and we are so thankful to um, everybody who helped us out here. Everybody, it's uh, like there it, was a big team. You know, you're not an island. You know, yeah. you're a group. It's a group situation. Uh, you know what? I didn't tell you this, this about it, but ooh, new news. <laughs> Love new news so, live on the podcast way, with all these people. Way out here in western, <laughs> in uh, western New York. Uh, we got, what? there's a lot of... We no, do not talk like that out here no, in No, but, but about 50 miles south in uh, in Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania, as we like to call it. Which is only where you a, call it that. Which is where a lot of my family is from, by the way, so I can say that. Because we used to go to family reunions and everybody's talking in big southern accents and offering you chaw and talking about <laughs> trucks. And it's the total opposite of anything I care about. Okay, um, okay, Chad. So... This is truth. I hope no truth. one in Pennsylvania is offended by it. Everybody in Pennsylvania knows. They know about the middle of the state. It's states, a very big state. In between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh 
It's pencil tucky. <laughs> It's been but, okay, okay. What are you gonna say about it? What so, are you saying? Western New York, trying to find a radio station to play music that I like Ooh. is was near impossible growing up. Is still impossible now, with few exceptions. Uh, but one of the interesting things I I found was you know the, the, there's a lot of like preaching and God rock, Christian country rock and stuff. Yes. On Saturday morning, when I was driving in to do a show, uh, there was an audio drama happening and oh, i forget i forget the name of it but it was uh but it was like it was like a really well done audio drama about like young kids who are you know all voiced by like adult women voice actresses uh and it was about like um oh, wait. this was one christian yes yes oh and it so, was on the family life network yeah i used to listen to this in my friend's car i loved it it was so good <laughs> and it was about like this, this kid who's just like doing. from the bad yes. side of the tracks and he's like yes I wanted to <laughs> test out the cylinder of this old viola, but old Mrs. Withers won't let me won't let me uh, play it on her machine. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna kick something, and like his father figures, like, oh gee, that's horrible. Oh, I hope you don't go do something rash. Like go out and take it. That would be really bad. And he kind of slinks off. He's like, oh, I hate this. And then meanwhile, at the treehouse, all his Christian friends are like. Is he out sinning again? Oh, I really worry about him. We should do something. No, we should just let him be. You know, I don't want to hang out with him. No, we should. And then, you know, because you know the kid's going to go steal the old Victrola. Then his dad goes to talk to, like, Satan or something. It was like, whoa, this is getting way, way awesome. Where he's like, hey, I bet that kid's out there stealing the machine right now. Yes, good. Everything is proceeding according to my plan. Yes, yes, this is the best. Oh yeah, I was like, oh, thank goodness. There's like this evil voice. I don't think that was named, but it was like, whoa, the dad is on Satan's side, but he's being tricked somehow. Like the kids are like the or the kids. So anyway, it was very interesting. It's very, it's very dramatic and well done. And I was like, oh, I love. Yes, it's very Davy and uh, what was that show with Davy and Goliath? Yeah, Davy and Goliath. It's very Davy and Goliath. You know, my friend. (laughs) I um, wish I remembered the name of it because it's so fun. My friend Mindy, her father was very religious. I mean, I guess both her parents were, but her dad was super religious. And so the only radio station that we were allowed to listen to in the car when we went anywhere was Family Life Network. Mm. And so I got to hear a whole bunch of those uh, audio dramas, especially on the way to and from Toronto. Woo, that was a long drive. But um, yeah, I remember... But you know what? I thought they were fun. I remember thinking they, they were fun. fun. They're dramatic. There was well, the, the dad was definitely going to make sure that a bunch of uh, rags <laughs> were lit up with some kind of cleaning fluid that would cause a fire oh, and no. not, not only destroy the uh, the Victrola or whatever that the kids stole, which would make him lose his, you know, like make him go even further down the pit of sin or whatever, but it would burn down the house. Oh, this is very questionable. Oh, this yes. Very... And and the evil demon was like, oh, no. yes, burn down the house. <laughs> it reminds me of those um, little comic books that you would oh, get at the Chinese um, restaurants. Um, well, in, in Hamilton, New York, you would get them in the Chinese restaurant. Oh, wow. Yeah, Chick Tracks. Is that what you, they're called? That's what they're called. The guy's okay. name was was chick oh okay he was a like yeah, a little hard, hardcore evangelist who, oh, who believed in all those things well yes so, you, i think you have to if you're going to so anyway i <laughs> I, mean, I, oh, I thought those were quite hilarious oh, and fun 
And I don't know if, if you out uh, there, uh, could, if somebody could Google that or if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, no. Family uh, Life Network is a real thing. Yeah, they it's, are, it's, it's true. So Saturday morning, you Saturday said? mornings. I think it was like <laughs> You not, could watch cartoons or, or you could listen to some audio Dude, drama. Dude, we got to listen to this and giggle because as, <laughs> well, a, as adults, we're it's, trying, it's really We're not fun. being offensive. If this is the kind of thing that you listen to with your kids, like, you know, like... That's that is great. We are accepting of everybody's beliefs as long as you're kind to people and you're accepting of everybody and all their differences. Then awesome. Oh, you know? if, if we had this as a kid, I would have been way more into religion. Because <laughs> Sunday well, as school long was as just, Satan was involved. <laughs> I, just, I mean, it was like cool. It was like wow, his dad is bad. Whoa, like they never go into that. Like dad is bad. Turns out it's always like. Gee, Jiminy Willikers, my son, you better turn to the, the Bible verse. Let me read it to oh, you. Boy. And Okay, Dad, let's sing a song about Jesus. That's usually how that stuff kind of goes. You know, but this was like, wow, <laughs> evil dad's going to burn down the house. But he's being manipulated by this evil force. I don't know. And the, ki- and the kids had to, you know, the kids meddling in somebody I else's feel- life was going to save the day. Chad, I feel like you listened to a very special episode. <laughs> you know? I hope every episode is like, that. It's That's very what, special. You know, in college, I, we used to uh, we used to watch Bible Man in college. We used to rent the DVD from Blockbuster because it was the most hilarious I've never thing heard in of the Bible. world. I've never oh heard my of that. goodness! But, but I think we should move Ooh, on and talk that's about. So good, Bible Man is. Oh, you gotta. All right. Just what? Go to YouTube. Okay. Bible Man. If that's the type of thing that that you're into, go for it. Um, but we um, are trying imagine to. Imagine if imagine if there were lightsabers and superpowers involved in that same kind of scenario, and that's and that's Bible Man. It's and, so uh, good. And this Jewish girl is accepting of everybody and all your beliefs, <laughs> all of it. You me, know. Me too. Me too. If if only there was this kind of level of entertainment in every single religion. Because when we went out to uh, to Thailand, we saw what was and and Taiwan too. We saw like religious plays, but there was action. Yep. And they well, understood. All right, to keep kids engaged, you got to have drama. You got to have action. You know, like that too can happen in in uh you know other in religions here as well. It's Actually, true, I knew but... a rabbi in New York State. I don't remember where he was in New York State, but he I, he went to the Sandglass Summer Institute with me, which is like a three week long program at that time, and he was doing beautiful, cool puppetry stuff with his synagogue, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Look at this, Jenny. Oh. Jenny knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Bible man, it's so. Fun and campy, especially the, at the last season. Well, Bubble Man's animated now, but back, but they used to be dudes kind of like Power Rangers in like big rubber suits. Oh boy! But there's a transformation, and the the season that I watched, which was the best season. Oh, it was a season. I thought it was a movie. It's no, it's 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 TVs t- oh, TV sh- shows. Okay. But it, the first, it got like more uh, a bigger budget as it went along. Okay. Uh, but it also crashed and burned hard. But the last season was. Really great production value, which makes it even more fun. Man, I funny. totally missed Bible Man. I saw Davy and Goliath. We're watch it on YouTube after this. Which I um, was, I really love Davy and Goliath. And I also so watched, um, it was so wholesome. I really I, liked it. I didn't even it. know it was religious. I guess the dad coming out and quoting like a Bible verse at well, the end. It, well, and they always said like it was released by the Church of Latter-day Saints. And oh. I was always like, those people are so nice. I, like that's what I always thought to myself, you know. And actually, now I have a very good friend who was raised uh, LDS, mm-hmm. so um, Mormon. If you don't know what LDS is, but most people who are Mormon like to go by LDS, Latter Day Saints. Right, the, the connotations are different. Yes, 
Um, and then what, what was I about to say? Oh, the other show that I watched growing up was uh, had a puppet in it as well because um, I consider claymation puppetry, yes. um, stop motion animation. Uh, this It was called Gerber, I think it was, or something like this. The baby this. food company? No, no. But it was, maybe it wasn't called Gerber. Somebody would know. It was um, it was an orange puppet, uh, Muppet style-ish, very like oblong-ish type of head. And it was just like this sweet little boy puppet. And he would yeah. always get into these predicaments, but he was very sweet. It was pre-VeggieTales. Okay. So it was like the same kind of... You know, thank goodness for VeggieTales because mm-hmm. before VeggieTales, they things were dark and the and not uh-huh. good in the in were like religious entertainment. Let's say because we we work in, in religious entertainment too. We do puppet shows for Jewish audiences. Uh, they're not specifically like quoting verses out of the Torah or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. like as non-religious religious as you can get, but it's still about Jewish culture. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, VeggieTales changed the game. VeggieTales and Bible Man were about the, like about the same. Uh, era uh, when they started. Um, I learned a lot about Christianity from Veggie Tales. You can learn a lot about um, and and my own religion. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah the, the Old Testament. Uh, uh, you know the Jewish half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jenny says she doesn't know the one I'm referring to. I'm gonna have to look it up, and we'll we'll post a a, a, a yeah. gif of it or something. There must yeah. be something. There out are there. so many terrible. Uh, this one was not religious terrible puppet shows or i should say this was, uh, was remarkably there, good there have been a lot of uh, what, what, what we used to call them like god puppets or oh, something church where, puppets i always call them church puppets but. yeah where like the intent is there and the message is there but the technique is bad and it's not appealing and you're all buying them from the same company yeah kind of and 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 it doesn't look good and i feel like mm-hmm. uh, a great thing would be and and i'm sure this happens more now is if you're if you're a part of a religious organization or institution and you want to reach the kids and puppetry is your jam, it's your medium that you uh, that you focus on technique as much as the message. I can teach you an online course. Send me an email. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> that's what I do. I teach people how to perform puppets and how to bring puppetry into your work. So if honestly, if you know of a religious person who wants to bring puppetry to their religious organization, um, yes, yeah, have them contact us because I would love to teach your church school leaders how to utilize puppets. Right. Yeah, actually, I, I don't know if Becky Ray is still watching, but Becky Ray was watching earlier. And if you are, I love you so much, Becky Ray. Becky Ray uh, was um, and is a very good friend of mine who was very religious when we first became uh, friends. And uh, she exposed me to the world of Southern Baptist uh, religion, which I didn't know anything about. Were you, were you the first <laughs> witch that she ever met? <laughs> yeah, I was the first a lot of things that she had ever met. But we were good friends. And um, and we still are good friends. And Becky took me to a Christian rock concert of this band called Third Day. Whew, that was awesome and uncomfortable, and I loved it. I love being good in moments you. that are, like, uncomfortable for me because it makes me think a lot about why it's uncomfortable for me and, like, what I could be doing better in my life to be more comfortable in a situation and to, um, to uh, you know, like... Like, I don't know, it just makes you think about things, you know. I love being exposed to um, things I wouldn't normally be exposed to. So anytime 
Becky would say, well, I'm going to do this. Do you want to come? I'd be like, yes, bring me. Because, you know, I wanted to see it. So I got, I went to a church service with her where people were, like, um, going up to the front and having their moments. And, oh, you wow. know, and, oh, yes. So the power, power of God and they would It wasn't so much a falling over, but, like, if you felt compelled, please come up to the front and we will anoint you, touch your head or something, and, like, raise your hands. There was, there, there I went to a few <laughs> different, well, we definitely did that at the third day concert. Yeah. Um, and I kind of a little bit i was i I was like i don't really feel the power (laughs) i i was respectful of everyone around me like i didn't want to i didn't want to not participate and seem like i was disrespecting the moment because a lot of people were really feeling some very strong things yes um and yeah and i saw like a video uh at this i never been in a church where they showed video before like you have to understand like you know growing up where we grew up the churches were cobblestone hundred-year-old at least buildings for the most part. Those were all the churches that my friends had ever brought me to. Yeah, I'd never been to like a new age church. Right. Where like there, there are no rock, no rock bands new. and no video screens and uh, one person on a piano or a pipe organ maybe and a, like a bunch of people singing. A choir. Yeah, yeah, there would always be a choir and That's, some robes. But this ba- was Basically different. like the dark ages. This was like... Yeah, like new age. Like I don't know. I just never seen anything like that. Like a new church, like a building that had built, been built just to be a church, but within the last like ten or fifteen years, mm-hmm. you know, with a huge projection screen and um, uh, pre-recorded music. Uh, if they didn't have the band, um, like sing along with the bouncing dot kind of thing. Like a like um, a lot of money went into this oh, production. Yeah. So that was one church, and then another church we went to had. Um, uh what was it like a whole youth area it wasn't just like because i'm used to like okay all the kids go down into the basement you know or into Mm -hmm. the small room with the toys that everybody's donated when their kids were done with them so they're half (laughs) broken terrible toys no no this was like jesus street like no literally it was like a hallway that was made to look like an avenue and then um, you would go into different rooms depending on your age. And it was like a live, like, sermon rock concert for all the different kids. And they had mini stages and, like, lot, like uh, head head mics and, like, projection screens in each room. And it was a uh, part of the Young Life movement, I think, is what it's called. And I was just like, whoa, I'd never seen anything like it. It was amazing. I have to go tuck in Ben. Thank you for the podcast. Yay. Mm. Good night, Ben. Um, no, it's, it's, so it's, anyway, it's that was totally a whole rant, but com- it was so com- interesting. <laughs> com- compare that to compare that to uh, any mosque in our city where it's just a plain empty room yes, and you yes. just go in and you just pray yes. and that's it. Well, as far as I know, I've actually never been in a mosque, but as far as I know that that's I've never what... actually been in either because we've never been invited to one. But, you know, what I've used to, I used to walk to work mm-hmm. to the studio and I used to pass by a mosque and they keep their doors open yep. during visiting hours. Um, and you kind of peek in, you know, and mm-hmm. I'd seen like video of the inside of mosques and stuff and just like... And that's the thing. It's like it's just an empty room. Sometimes there's like little, um, little uh, prayer, like little prayer, uh, like kneelers, yeah, you know, or, or prayer mats or something. Yeah. But it's but it's like that's that's the entire idea. Is it's like mm-hmm. just to play an empty room. And and the, now I'm remembering the sec the second church that one with the Jesus Street and youth young life and everything that was going on. 
it was huge. Yeah. Like the sermon area for the adults was huge. So big that in fact they had two separate auditoriums. And so uh, you would either go to auditorium A or auditorium B. And um, the pastor or whatever, the priest, whatever they're called, um, he would... <laughs> Which one is it? The band leader. No, the no, no. Star, well, the, the guy in charge who's doing the sermon, whatever uh-huh. the religion is, whatever his name is, um, he would lead live in one room and be projected in the other one, and then he would switch so that the next day he would be in the next room um, because there's so much overflow, so many people. That's I had never. I it was. This is what happens when you tell your congregation that they need to donate ten percent of everything of like their income towards right. this mega church. And then I heard about tithing. I'd never heard about tithing. I knew my friend Becky in grammar school, she tithed, but I didn't understand it. So, and then I told them, "Oh no, you become a member of the temple and then you pay like an annual fee." And they were like, "What? You have to pay a fee to be a member?" And I said, "Well, yeah, you don't have to, but then you get tickets for high holy days." And they were like, "What?" <laughs> so, it's it's all weird if it's not your thing. You know, like yeah. if, if it's your thing, then it's like, "Yeah, that's what you do." You know, and then if it's not your thing, it's like, "Well, that's kind of strange." And, you know, it's uh, I mean, but then you 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 learn about it, you get used to it, and you know, and then it's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that's what they do." Yeah. So I wonder I wonder if if like um evangelicals have like the type of security that Jews in New York City have at some at some uh, temples because if you have like that much money invested in something you know like you probably hire security guards and metal mm. detectors and stuff Yeah I don't know So I wonder I wonder too Do we have anything like like that around here in western New York Nope do we you have know, any do we have I, any Jews in town? Well, hold on, hold on. Let's not so. be so judgy. I, I, I'm not judging. I, I think that there I is grew, likely I spent eighteen years here. My guess is that there is probably at least one church within the area that has a rock band. No, no, the Baptist church See? that that's uh, that used that is now a, a theater had, oh, a rock, yes. had a rock band. Uh-huh. And when they when they moved into town and started the rock band, we were like, Whoa, a rock band. Cool. And we actually went and saw saw them uh, once. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think the Baptists are still in town, but, but anyway, anyway, um, I was talking about security. Yes. But yes. Yeah. yeah. Are, are there any Jews in town? Who knows? Do they have a temple in town? No, they no, do not. They don't. No, it's very, it's very mm-hmm. scattered and, and sparse. The, the one thing I have been to, uh, that was within an hour's drive was a Unitarian Universalist service that I think it was in isn't Hamburg. That Nazi, not Nazi, isn't that redundant? What do you say mean? Uni- universalist Unitarian. It's a lot of unis. Well, anyway, it, but well, I like it because it's inclusive of everything, which is kind of how I am. I'm inclusive of everything, and mm-hmm. I acknowledge everyone's beliefs. Um, so, and you can believe nothing and still go to church. You can be like, I don't believe in any of it, and they're like, We love you. So I think that's <laughs> great, and I love that when you walk into the church, you see the flags and symbols of all the religions hanging up. Or at least all the major ones, mm. and um, that's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool, and like they just sing songs that are very uh, on the moment. Like I would actually, it would be really nice to go to a service this weekend. It would have been nice to have gone to a service this weekend. Maybe I can find one that had has streamed someplace because I bet that they would have chosen some really wonderful music to sing and contemplate and some poetry they always incorporate poetry into the work and it's not necessarily religious at all Mm -hmm. it's like it could be from a musical cool you know um i went uh just after uh trump was elected because i was in a really sad place and um i went with some friends and it was 
it was really nice to be in a place where everyone, everyone, we're all grieving, you know? Yeah, yeah. At that time, so. Um, we're grieving again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. But so. we're happy to be here in this space. Yay, right and everything now. works. It works. And the <laughs> internet's up and running yeah. and we're streaming and. Yep. Uh, we we did our we, we we streamed on somebody else's Facebook page earlier today. We streamed the other day. We've we're gonna got a have, bunch of performances coming up. So we're gonna have an Amazon wish list soon um, with just some craft supplies because we really couldn't pack a lot of things in our car. Um, like I said, we did one trip with just all the puppets and the stages and me and um, half of our pets. And then uh, we we came back, got the two kids, our cat, Chad, and then anything else we could fit in the car and then came out here. So um, Yeah, a lot of things got yeah. left behind. So I'm definitely like taking all the toilet paper rolls as they finish to the studio and um, cereal boxes and things. But um, we'd love a, a whole ream of construction paper um, with all the colors. Uh, right now we're, we're working off of what Grandma had at the house and... Um, and like some pom poms, some pipe cleaners, googly eyes, things like that. Yeah, and yeah. and the the less amount of times that we have to go to Walmart for stuff, the better. Yeah. Because even though there's a mask policy in place for all these huge businesses, not everybody uh, not everybody uh, cares to wear masks. So, right. but it's funny. It's like um, <laughs> I went to Lowe's earlier in the day, and every single person inside the store wearing masks there's a big hand sign the tether cart like right up in front uh and then you go to walmart and it's like it's like 50 50 like i don't know what the difference is there they're both big box stores but... it's the type of people that go to walmart <laughs> i don't know I about that but I, I i don't know i mean i was at lowe's today because um it was my first time going to a store since march 16th i have not been to a store since since that time and um i uh I was mostly outside because <clears throat> I was in the um, lawn and garden area um, because I started a garden. I'm so excited. I bought uh, three containers for some raised beds and got some soil and we got some uh, plants and we're going to do our best and grow some cucumbers and tomatoes and eggplant and mm -hmm. uh, something else that I can't think of right now. But it's, well, we, um, will, we will tell you all about that next week oh well We've we reached... just started it's very exciting though yeah. i'm so excited about the garden Yay. that's what Good. i did all day yeah so we're we're bushed we're tired it's been a crazy week <laughs> i raked the forest she started a garden it's been nuts so i so i hope wherever you are that you're safe yeah and that you're trying to affect the world in a positive way mm -hmm. with however you can even if it's just like holding on to your core beliefs and voting in the upcoming elections. There's mm -hmm. one on June 23rd uh, for New York City, which uh, did you get your, your absentee ballots? We mailed form? it the other day. Yeah, good job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you gotta get that in uh, quick. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, but we are once again the, there it is down below if you're watching us online, the Puppet Parent Podcast. Dot com. You can check out all of our old episodes. We're on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, like all kinds of stuff. You can get links to those over at our website, yeah. puppetparentpodcast.com. We're streaming every single uh, Sunday live on our Facebook page, our Wonderspark Puppets. Uh, we're also simulcast streaming to YouTube, if you care to watch it on there. Um, and if you need subtitles, for what, if you want to listen to a podcast with subtitles, 
Uh, those are auto auto generating on Facebook, and I, and and I think YouTube does um, after it's live. Uh, so so there's that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Next so week is Jungle Week for our puppet DIYs, so they will be jungle themed all week. That's right. So um, and our yeah. Friday show. Have you decided what our Friday show is going to be? Oh it, well, we we decided like what everything was way in advance. I know, but can you announce it now? Yes. So it's the lion and the mouse. Double feature with the tortoise and the hare. <laughs> Z is going to be fixing a rabbit's foot I by am. Friday. <laughs> yes. And think of all the lucky puns that you can incorporate this with that. This is true. This is true. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of our amazing performing partners DIY workshop ideas. We're getting very close to yes. 100 DIY puppetry workshops. Uh-huh. Uh, we're thinking about a book. Thinking if, about it, but think, let's think let it. But, but, but at least, at least... Uh, all those uh, all those are archived into playlists mm -hmm. on YouTube. So if you want just like a smattering, like, hey, I just want seven, you know, forest-themed puppets, boom, we got you covered, or circus, or, you know, like upcoming jungle. And next but, Sunday, surprise special guest on our podcast. Yes. So stay tuned for that. We've been, we've been putting them off for a couple weeks now. Well, we just needed to get settled and get all our ducks in a row, and yeah. now they are. So quack, quack, she'll be here next Sunday. Okay, so... Thanks, everybody, for uh, for listening and watching. We love and you. We will see you all very soon. Bye.